Welcome to Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. And um, this is our first time doing it. First time today. First day ever. So just want to throw it over to my bro Dan. My name is Nico. He's Dan. He's going to explain who we are, what we are, and what this is all about. Thank you for that, Nico. This is Dan speaking. And uh, yes, like Nico was saying, this is our first podcast. So uh we're together i know uh nico has a different podcast but um uh, maybe (laughs) but uh this is the first time that i'm doing something like this so it's pretty exciting and um i couldn't think of a better topic to do than you know wrestling and then especially with with nico here uh, i wouldn't want anybody else doing it you know with that person so it's gonna be great man uh it's crazy too because like um it how we met was kind of like I know we didn't talk about talking about this, but I, like how we met was just kind of uh, thinking about it like out of nowhere because um, we worked at this uh, crappy place, you know. Very crappy. You know, if you watch television, you know, depending <laughs> on who you're watching it on, that's what we worked for. But um, we went through training together, dude. We never even talked to each other, like not once, really. Not yeah, we really didn't. Um, maybe just hey, what's up? Or um, you know, yesterday was this or that. Yeah, uh, yeah but uh, it didn't really uh, kick off probably till later. Maybe a couple months after that. Um, uh, yeah, do you remember I, exactly what happened there? I, I know you I, might remember. I do actually. I, I really. <laughs> it was uh, uh We were just chilling in our, in our where our teams were at. You're in a different team, um, but. You were talking to your coach about AEW pay-per-view. I think it might have been the very first one, if I'm not mistaken. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. I got double charged for that pay-per-view. Uh, that's uh, why we were kind of talking about it. Yeah. I remember. And then when you talked about it, I was like, what? About wrestling? And not just <laughs> not just any old wrestling. They're talking about AEW? Yeah. And I mean, like, if, if you're listening to this and you you watch wrestling of course cuz you ain't going to listen to let's wrestle unless you watch wrestling but um you're a hardcore fan if you watch AEW i'm sure now there are more casuals coming in hopefully you know that's what's I would that's hope so. good for AEW but you know you're a hardcore fan if you start watching wrestling with AEW so it was like whoa <laughs> let's let's talk about what just happened on that show it was fucking insane yeah and that's uh, that's a good um that's a good point that you bring up like you know, the fact that they're talking about AEW in particular because, um, you know, anybody these days, even if you don't watch it, you know what the WWE is. You know uh, the main stars. Yeah. Exactly. Batista. So if if you're hearing, like, somebody talking about something that, you know, maybe only um, a certain percentage of wrestling fans uh, know about, then, you know, it's going to gonna be an alert there uh Perk so yeah that's, that's basically how how it started for us um and then we just kind of took it from there man yeah oh, yes. and it's been Every i don't know how long now. wrestling i don't know it's been uh uh dude three years three four years well know. aw's been around for three years now uh, more or less so that that oh, would yeah. make sense yeah. yeah about that time about that time but um yeah so now that the little pleasantries, y'all know how we met. Then go ahead and kick off what we're what our plan is for this this whole shindig. So we're looking to cover. I mean, just pretty much any major rumor topic uh, that's going on, and 
And if you're a wrestling fan and you look into that kind of stuff or you see it on your social media feed, you know, there's always something going on, whether if it's a return, an injury, uh, somebody jumping ship or whatever, um, you know, somebody not being utilized correctly, that kind of thing. Somebody throwing shade at somebody. Are we being worked? Or are we not being worked? You just never know. So. We're going to be talking about some of those things, also reviewing pay-per-views, WWE and AEW, when they come around. Uh, we'll be previewing them. And maybe then, of course, Impact, maybe, if something big is happening. Maybe. I don't know. It's a pretty big maybe. I mean, there's, uh, I, I know I watch it more than Nico does. I actually watch it uh, weekly. Um, I just skim through the most of it, to be honest, but... Um, there's some good on things on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, if there's something like really big happening, or I think it's kind of cool, I'll I'll let Nico know. But uh, but I mean, there's some there's some things good about Impact. It's not all complete uh, garbage, but uh, but yeah. yeah. Right. So I mean, we're just gonna also be talking about weekly. Um, you know, AEW Dynamite, Rampage. Um, you know, the good stuff. Um, and of course, WWE hasn't been too bad recently, but that's just because it's still kind of that WrestleMania season, you know, post WrestleMania season. So I feel like Cody um, is a big part of that, though, as Polo yeah. is. Because it's, like, it's on both sides of the fence because people that hate him for leaving um, AEW and then people who are just happy to see him back. So I feel like it's a big reason why you're you feel intrigued to watch. And also Roman Reigns, like you can't fucking like. Oh, yeah. And. Eastern. Before Cody got there, I mean, Roman Reigns almost every week, I mean, was really the only bearable thing to watch um, for the great. most part. Yeah, and it, it never really missed. I mean, I can't think of a a bad Roman Reigns. Uh, well, you know, this recent run he's had, I, have, I can't I really think, think of a... I can only think of one, and it was a while back. I think it was the Royal Rumble um, during COVID. I don't remember what year. With Kevin Owens? Yes, dude, you remember that fucking like the the fucking handcuff? That was just the match was totally botched. Yes, but I felt like the I, I was behind oh, yeah. KO. Um, I I thought he was getting some momentum for the most part, but hundred percent reigns. But yeah, and then and then you know that whole COVID era, you really didn't know if these boos and these cheers were being pumped into the arena. Like, I mean, you know you what knew. I mean? Let's... I mean, we knew, but you knew. But I didn't want to accept that that was happening. Yeah, like you, it's kind of like they were telling you who to cheer for, who to who to boo for, which is that's the that's the problem with not having fans. Like you, you have to have the fan reaction, and basically they just were able to be dick. wasn't a bad thing. I actually enjoyed a lot of it, and Roman Reigns was just so dope in this current run it's not even it's not it's just so insane to think about how long this run has been going on because it's still continuing it's not like oh his run back then no it's it's his run now like it's still ongoing jesus he's Christ. at the he's at the top of his game right now and i feel like he still has way more to go and i i feel like back then you knew he was going to be the guy but you were not sure as to if if he had peaked, like, is this, you know, for the most part, all he can do? Uh, is this, you know, the best we're going to get of him? And then comes back, you know, during that whole COVID leave he had. And, um, man, just 
Incredible. I mean, I think from the moment that we saw Paul Heyman and him backstage, like, you know, and, and that's how they ended the show. I was like, man, this is going to be crazy. And it hasn't stopped since then, I feel. Uh, no, 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 not at all. And it's it's just so good. And we can honestly have a whole episode now that I'm oh, thinking about right. it, of Roman Reigns because I, I can only I can give him so much praise. So many people might hate us for this, just talking about Roman Reigns. Because I know people like to hate on Roman Reigns, but like, goddamn, he's doing so fucking good right now. But besides the point, besides Roman Reigns, we're kind of going off topic here because this first episode <laughs> is just supposed to be kind of getting to know us. Because, I mean, who the fuck are we? We like exactly. wrestling, but like, who the fuck are we? Like so many wrestling podcasts out there. Um, exactly. So with that being said, um, I want to ask you, um, Nico. Um, and it's actually something that I've been thinking about a lot recently, but, um, what do you feel like, why, why are you a wrestling fan? Like why exactly? Why, man, sometimes I ask myself that, but I don't know, man. I just kind of grew up with it. It it just like the, being a kid and I moved around so much, so much. Um, being a kid, I, I grew up watching like the Attitude Era. I want to say like probably like um, 98, 99 is what I can really remember. So like WWF Attitude Era, like at its peak, you know, um, a lot of Austin, a lot of The Rock. But as I grew up, like I, I, as a kid, I just loved wrestling. Like I liked watching wrestling. It was cool. It was awesome. But as I was growing up, actually, when I got into college, I kind of it kind of clicked for me what wrestling was, how it is, and, you know, the ins and outs, and not saying I'm fucking, like, I know everything about it, because I fucking don't, I'm not in the business, but I just love the stories, man. There's so many things that that they put out there um, that I just can connect to. I can, I can just lose myself for a moment, get out of the real world, and um, still suspend my, um, suspend disbelief and just enjoy. There's so much emotion that goes into wrestling and so many great moments, so many bad moments. Um, I, I don't remember where I, I, I heard this off a of video, but like when wrestling's bad, it's bad, but when it's good, it's fucking good. Yeah. And, um, I think it, it's just what brought me back was just how fucking good it was. Because I was on and off watching wrestling. I always kind of kept up with it. Right. Um, always bought the games. Um, but once I got back into it, which was probably around like a little before WrestleMania 30, during the Daniel Bryan era. Yes. Such good storytelling. Like every, like it was just like it got, it kept me glued onto the TV. Um, and coming back every fucking week, even watching SmackDown at that time, which was shit. You know, to be honest, like SmackDown wasn't anything. One of them, um, you know, because it was just so natural and, you know, just how it all came together. Um, it really just makes for a special moment. But uh, sometimes there's bad stuff. I mean, we get it. Uh, even now, there's still some pretty rotten stuff, but uh, maybe not all of it is rotten and maybe it's just not your taste of wrestling. So uh, with that being said, I mean, what do you feel like? your favorite type of wrestling is i mean do you like you know some people like hardcore wrestling some people like women's wrestling um you know oh man that's a good question uh for like what favorite type of wrestling honestly um the new japan style 
of wrestling, like that hard hitting, yep. hard style, I guess you could say. Um, I love to watch that. And, and hardcore wrestling. Hardcore wrestling when it's done right, you know? Not just I'm gonna bleed just, to bleed. <laughs> <laughs> just Exactly. Cut myself up. Nah, I, I like hardcore wrestling, the hard hard style wrestling, and then I, I, I love a good tag team. Tag tag wrestling. Tag oh, yeah. team wrestling. Um AW, pick up your shit, man. FTR, I mean, you know, they're they're raising the bar. Investing the business. Thing you're the wireless, you know, raising the bar. I don't know if you remember that. I I do, and I mean, I I like you know, uh, like you said, some great tag team wrestling. Um, FTR is at the top of that list for me, but um, I mean, I you know, hardcore wrestling. I feel like it's just so overdone now that when you see all these you know guys have color on them and. And they're bleeding out of their mind, and and it's just like I don't know. It's just done so much that it's just not special anymore. And I think about, I always think about this particular match. Um, it's 2006 Judgment Day, John Cena and JBL I Quit match, and you know, like John Cena, man, that match he was bloody, just so bad, and like it just like that's what made that kind of match like just special. Um, but that's, that's also a different kind of hardcore match. I mean, um, if you're talking more like an ECW kind of style, I mean, that's a little different, but I, I enjoy all wrestling as long as it's good. Um, but I I don't like when things are overdone, such as hardcore wrestling that we talked, talked about only in a, I feel like you should only have a match like that. If it's a strong rivalry, you know, like a CM Punk MJF, like, uh, you know, those kind of rivalries. I was super upset about the fucking Moxley exploding ring match. So upset. So <laughs> Man, upset until the ending. Dude, that pay-per-view was so good until like that ending. You just felt very underwhelmed. Like, I don't know. Oh my god, it like blew out all the energy I had for that fucking pay-per-view. I was so pissed off. Dude, I, I know. So and what made it worse was uh fucking uh uh Kingston selling. The fucking oh. ring exploding. And it's like, bro, it was a dud. He God. could have handled it differently, man. <laughs> he wasn't thinking on his feet. Um, he was just thinking, I need to sell this still, which he didn't need to. Even Mox got up after that. It was like, this is bullshit. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just um, things like that, man. I mean, you look back at it, you kind of laugh at it, but you knew at the time, it's like, what the fuck? But, um, you know, like, <laughs> Other than that, though, like, yeah, this, this wrestling is great. Um, I kind of want to ask you a question now. Um, yeah. I was thinking about this. You know, we have our, our favorite wrestlers. There's actually a question we have here. But I actually wanted to think about what, what is your favorite? What's one of your favorite moments in wrestling? Like, it could be anything. It could be a match. It could be just something that happened in the ring. Um, one thing that happened in the ring. I don't know. Just what, What's one of your favorite moments? What's something that you can... Like, if you think about wrestling, that's the first moment that pops in your head. I mean, there's so many moments, so it's such a, uh, um, you know, such a tough question. But um, the first thing that's coming to mind right now, and I, I feel like it's only because it's just happened recently. But uh, and I know we were kind of talking about this off off the air here. But uh, when Cody Rhodes came back um, so at good. WrestleMania, I mean, you knew about. The, like that it could happen or you pretty much knew it was going to happen but you didn't really know how until 
you know, when Seth Rollins was finally announced to have just like a ministry opponent, you're like, okay, that's fucking Cody right there. But I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I tried to warn you, but uh, <laughs> when he came out, man, I mean, I, just standing there, I was actually there at the stadium, and it was just insane. And and still now, I'm you know I'm watching Raw or whatever, and I see him on the screen and doing his entrance that he was doing in AW and just to see him there. Like, I feel like if it was anybody else, if it was anybody else, if it was maybe like, let's say just for the sake of this conversation, uh, let's say Miro, right. Comes back. It's like, okay, cool. Badass Miro's here, but this is Cody fucking Rhodes. Like, you know, the, the when they out there. Yeah, man. So it's just that. I think of moments like that, Obviously, we could be here all day talking about um, different moments, but for for you, I mean, what's the moment that you think of? And you know, it could be just something that maybe you just think of right now. But well, mine um, it always comes to mind whenever it's funny because it's not like a grand moment, like oh my god, this changed the business kind of moment. Uh, mine was more because I was I just remember being a kid with my little brother. We were watching wrestling, and uh, it was. My little brother was going for Shawn Michaels, and I I liked this new guy at the time. Um, he wasn't too new, maybe two or three years in the business, or in WWE. Um, Shawn Benjamin. Shawn right. Michaels, Shawn Benjamin. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're having this great match, and I'm just like, oh, Shawn Benjamin's going to win this one. He's going he's gonna to do it. He's going to fucking do it. And as you know, the moment which they show a shit ton, he jumps off the top rope. He's going to attack Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels hits him with the best sweet chin music I've ever seen in my life. And I just remember being a kid and being so disappointed. But, like, I wasn't too mad because, like, I like Shawn Michaels too. But, like, just that moment of him flying in the air and then getting smacked in the face with fucking sweet chin music. And, ah, man, it's such a great, great moment for me because it's just... It just reminds me of being a kid. It's, it was great. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't fortunate enough to see that live, but um, I, I remember seeing that. The first time I saw that clip was I was watching like a Raw anniversary uh, DVD set or whatever, and they I was watching that match, and he does that. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, Shawn Michaels. And that's actually like the first moment sometimes that I think of when, when people bring up Shawn Benjamin and – uh, surprisingly, I mean, with all the moments that Michaels has, that's actually one of the first moments sometimes that I think of also about him. Uh, but that was the highlight of Shelton Benjamin's career. I mean, come on. Sucks to think what? that, though. <laughs> and, but, and who could have sold it, uh, you know, any better than him? I don't know. No, no, no one could have. But it just like, kind of sucks because, like, Shelton Benjamin had so much potential to be. Oh, like, yeah. But it just didn't happen. Absolutely, and I want to just kind of transition here for, uh, I'm curious as to, I know growing up for me, it was always um, Triple H and Shawn Michaels that we were just talking about, Um, those were like my guys growing up uh, watching just the stuff they were doing on TV, and when I started watching, they were, uh, they had just reunited for their DX reunion or whatever in 06, and I mean, just, you know, the classic matches that Triple H had and Shawn Michaels with Taker and Cena and Orton and, you know, all those guys. Um, if anyone know. listening didn't, like, know the 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 age gap between us, they'll, they'll know now. 
<laughs> well, definitely no now. It's not too much of a gap. Um, uh, luckily, I'm very knowledgeable in uh, wrestling before my time, but um, there's definitely a bit of a gap here. Uh, so started, started in 98, 99, and you're over here starting in 2006. Well, so this, this might change your answer then, as far as if I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you here, what are your favorites? Uh, you know, some of your favorites growing up that really just kind of caught your eye. You know, these larger than life characters. Who was that for you? The well, I mean, it's 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 the Attitude Era. There's so many. There's there's Austin. There's Rock. There's the Undertaker, Kane, uh, Matt and Jeff, Edge and Christian. But like uh, that, you can name all those guys. There's so many others. The Dudleys. There's so many fucking others I can, I can speak off. But Stone Cold Steve Austin was my guy, all time, hands down. I loved the DX of that time. You know the the Triple H DX. That was fucking X Pac. The X Pac. Uh, the badass, Billy Gunn, Mister Ass. Mister <laughs> Ass. <laughs> Yeah, but but Stone Cold Steve Austin hands down was my favorite wrestler, uh, without a doubt. And if you grew up, um, in the Attitude Era, watching WWF, because I mean some people did watch WCW, WCW, WCW. Uh, <laughs> um, you know Austin all the way. He's he's the goat uh, for me, and um, and Taker also. Like the the top two for sure. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Taker. Okay, I mean, those, I mean, you can't argue any of those, and um, I was able to see some of Undertaker's career, um, you know, towards and the he, end there. Um, but you know, but when I was saw, still watching, he was still in his in his peak, man. He was. Dude, you saw the some like you saw Undertaker when he was champion when he was the guy in SmackDown. So the guy, man, like every week wrestling on SmackDown, Taker, Teddy Long. A face taker, <laughs> you gotta go. You will go one on one with the Undertaker. With the Undertaker, <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hear the, you just see the shocked face of whoever the fuck it was, or JBL, or whoever it was Edge, and just in shock that they had to go one on one with the Undertaker. With the Undertaker. so, but uh, I mean, those are some good picks, man. And uh, so I think for me. Um, my earliest memories of wrestling are, I don't know why this always comes to my mind. I don't even know the particular match. I've been wanting to go back on Peacock and find this particular match I'm talking about. But I know it was somewhere around late 2006, Raw, and there was like a battle royale going on. I think it was like a tag team battle royale because I remember specifically like DX coming out together, I want to say. Might have been them separately. I'm not sure, but... Was the spirits uh, part of it? They, I'm pretty sure they were, because that time they were, uh, you know, a heel faction on on Raw there. But nickname, uh, sorry, <laughs> Kenny, and then Mikey. The one I was saying, it like was... Mikey. <laughs> Dude, it was ridiculous, man. <laughs> um, that's like a whole other topic, but. Um, and then my first pay-per-view that I remember clearly was um, Unforgiven 2006. Um, it was the main event was John Cena challenging Edge 
uh, trying to get his WWE title back in a TLC match. And the crazy thing is, this match is in Toronto, so Edge got his crowd behind him. Um, you know that place is rocking. And if Cena doesn't win this match, he goes back. He goes to SmackDown with Teddy Long over there uh, and those guys, which would have been pretty crazy if that had actually, you know, gone down like that. Um, I haven't put yeah, too much thought been, into that. He would have been going one on one with The Undertaker. And Batista, you know, those are the guys oh. over there. Uh, even King Booker and uh, Mark Henry was there. Booker. The Great Co- Well, no, the Great Collie ended up coming over to Raw eventually. That's afterwards, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, basically, that, you know, that crazy spot at the end of the match, if you've seen it, if you haven't, I would recommend you going back and seeing it. And that's, again, that's Unforgiven 2006. And yeah. Trish Stratus. <laughs> There's a Peacock plug right there for him. Um, and then, uh, actually, that same night was Trish Stratus's last match where she was challenging Lita for the... For the women's title, and Trish, you know, ends up winning the title and also retiring as the champion, which, uh, in Toronto, which, you know, you can't book it any better than that, I would say, unless it was at a WrestleMania or something like that. But, um, you know, just a great event. And obviously, I'm going to be biased because it was my first pay per view. So, um, but yeah, man, I really just, uh, I really cherish that pay per view. Um, and, you know, wrestling has, obviously changed so much since then uh, i've seen a lot of stuff so um yeah, yeah man but i, I kind of remember that um that time frame i actually i do remember watching the portion i think i remember when john i actually was watching live not there but i was watching live in my living room wherever the fuck i was at when john cena threw edge into that river which i think was around that <laughs> same time frame it was probably before then um apparently he got That's sick part of the build up. huh that was part of the buildup. I was saying. That was for that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was kind of watching during that time, but I was always off and on because I didn't have cable. So like, I honestly, I, for like the longest time, was keeping up because I had the video games. So I know these new people who are coming in and out, and so, and then I would talk to my cousin. He would tell me everything. But um, uh, speaking of pay per views, uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, close out this uh, first edition of Let's Wrestle. Um, with uh, just a, a kind of like a pay per view, uh, review not review. Um, what's the word I'm looking for, buddy? Uh, preview. You know the preview. uh, yeah. That's I'm a sorry, good I'm, word. I'm, I'm getting a little buzzed. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm running a little empty. It's one of those nights. But yes, we're gonna like Nico was saying. We're gonna be reviewing um or previewing again. I fucked up there too, but yep. we're gonna be previewing. This card, uh, which is not a, you know, not a big card, um, you know, has some good spots there. I, I think it's going to be not too bad. Uh, it's got six matches on the card. So uh, oh, gonna... the, what, what's the pay-per-view we're talking about? We're talking about WrestleMania Backlash, which formerly known as just Backlash, which I think it's stupid. I don't, that I don't, get, it. That. I don't get why they added the WrestleMania to it. Didn't, didn't they add the WrestleMania to the Raw this year? And SmackDown? Yeah. And I think they did that to the Raw before Mania 2 and the Raw after, but I think it's just like a marketing thing, no, to be honest. I think they only did it to the Raw after, but they did it to the SmackDown before Mania. I think it was like... Yeah. Time. They but had the sign up in there and shit. We can agree that it's fucking stupid. 
Yes, it is. Um, I, the only reason I can think of is, you know, some kind of marketing thing, but um, nothing I would know about. But I bet that's um, for the casuals. Yeah, you know, they see, oh, WrestleMania Backlash. This is a backlash for WrestleMania. I got to watch this, you know, even though it's just kind of the same matches. I guess it's like to say that this is still kind of connected to WrestleMania. Like, because a lot of the storylines going into this, like a lot of these matches that we're seeing on here were pretty much matches or somewhat matches for Mania. Like, right. Looking at, I mean, looking at the list, I mean, the main event has nothing to do with Mania. Charlotte Flair and Ronda, Mania. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Mania. Edge, AJ, Mania. Bobby, almost, Mania. Corbin, Madcap, they were in Mania. <laughs> so, like, yeah, yeah, they were. I, I guess. And I just ran down the list in case you didn't know that, um, people listening. Well, just to kind of um, touch base on some of these matches, I mean, you know, like you mentioned, we have Happy Corbin over here with Mad Cat Moss. I mean, you can't be too excited about this match. I mean, can you? Uh, dude, I don't even fucking care about Happy Corbin, Mad Cat. You know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not too, too upset. You know, it, um, with with the Madcap Corbin, what was um, cool for me to get a different perspective at the time when I was actually watching WrestleMania, I was watching with my cousin, um, and my, uh, my cousin Gilbert, my my buddy Caleb, and yeah. um, my buddy Caleb. He doesn't really watch too much wrestling. He likes wrestling, but he's not like I, I guess you would consider him a casual fan, right? You know. Like and, uh, um, like butters, you know, if butters are you hearing? Yeah, like butters, dude. Um, <laughs> shout out butters. Um, he went to WrestleMania, which is fucking dope. Um, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm sure they had a fucking blast. But anyways, that's, that's besides the point. Um, yes. list, Caleb got to watch the video going into the Happy Carbon, um, McIntyre match, and he dug it. He thought it was funny. He thought it was great. So really? he gave me the perspective. Because, like, we're jaded. To be completely honest, we're jaded with Corbin. Why? Because he was such a badass character in NXT. He was so fucking awesome. And then it just kind of went downhill. And then I don't hate Corbin. I don't. Me neither. But there's a lot of people that hate Corbin. For some he's, reason or another. He's a great talker, I think. He's great on the mic. He can get heat. I think you can pretty much put him anywhere besides putting him in the main event picture. Um, People uh, say that he has the, the go-away heat. Do you think he has go-away heat? I, I honestly don't think it's that bad. I, I don't. I felt like that at the beginning when he was doing like the um, Constable Corbin stuff, yeah. and you know, so that stuff was pretty bad. Um, I thought the Happy Corbin when he started doing that stuff, I thought it was pretty rotten. But um, I think he made the most out of it, and I think that's you can't really put him down that much for that. Um, it's actually a pretty good story if you, if you just take it by the vignettes that they put out there. I know like week right. by week it can be kind of shitty, but like. For him going, like, first he was just Baron Corbin, then he was Constable Corbin, then he lost all his money, he's broke, he's sad, and then he fucking wins it, I don't know how he wins it, gambling? I don't fucking know, it seems like that with the shit. And he's Uh, happy now, so, like, it's kind of, it's kind of entertaining, kind of. I I was watching the segment that um, he had this week with Madcap, and he's like, you've gone from... 
uh, Constable Corbin to King Corbin to Happy Corbin to oh, um, King Corbin, Lone Wolf Corbin or whatever. He's like, he's like, you can't even go back to being the Lone Wolf anymore because wolves have hair and like <laughs> Baron Corbin's over here all bald. I so, took a little bit at that. Yeah, I remember. I actually did watch that part. I, I saw, saw that. I saw that. Well, I think I might have saw it um, from watching SmackDown and they did something about it. But like he got a bald sh- part, or the bald wolf, right? He's something like that. The big bald wolf or I don't know what. They started doing a champ, but I think with um, with Mad Cat Moss, same thing. I mean, they've given him pretty rotten stuff. Um, before that, I think he was with uh, Mojo Raleigh or something like that. And um, I think he's making the most out of this Mad Cat Moss thing. And I was very surprised that they gave him that uh, Battle Royale push, which is that match is a joke, I think, now. But I, um, I know that it's not too much of a surprise because they've just shit on that fucking tournament. It means nothing. It, it really does. And now they don't even put it on wrestlemania you know don't be surprised if they don't even do it next year at all um but uh, or you never know because they've been doing they've been doing battle royales before mania kickoffs for years they just finally put a label on it um you know when cesaro won it or whatever that year but um you just never heard about the match because it was you know back then there was no kickoff show when they would do it um so you never really heard about it you think they tried make like? Do you think they actually tried to make it like a King of the Ring kind of thing? Like back in the day, the King of the Ring, like it meant something. Like because like if you're a King of the Ring, like you were meant to become or go forward to become like the world champion or like get this big push. Do you think they wanted it and intended it to be that way, and the people just did not get over? Or it, I I think um, they definitely wanted it to mean something, and you know Cesaro winning it was was huge. I mean, he needed that, and and you felt like he was finally gonna get that push. But I think they didn't fuck that. They didn't fuck up that match in how they booked it at the beginning. They fucked it up in how they were booking the winners of those matches. Like, and then it just made you feel like, well, that was kind of for nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. When they gave it to Big Show, it was just to give it to him because he's a giant, like Andre the Giant. Right. They just gave it to him because, like, well, I mean, he probably should have won the first one, but whatever. That would have made sense, but... It would have made sense, but Cesaro winning it was great. I think the only thing that hindered him from going forward was just that his promo skills at that time weren't as great as they are now. And I think... Yeah, and and I think uh, the what was great about it was the fact that everybody kind of figured Big Show was gonna win that match, and then the fact yeah. that Cesaro threw his ass out, and the way he did it, um, really just made for a moment, which they could have really capitalized on it, and you know, Dude, unfortunately, like, they didn't. I like how we we segued all the way to fucking Cesaro, Andre the Giant Battle Royale, from fucking Happy Carbon versus It happens. It's great. I love it. But let's go back to this. Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Who do you think is going to win? I don't care. I, I think Madcap's going to win, but I don't. I really don't give a damn because it's not going to matter in a month it's or two. A, it's a throwaway match. They're going to probably put it in between like a big, two big matches. It's a throwaway match. I don't give a fuck about it. We're just going down the list of which we found. <laughs> but Exactly. So with that being said, we'll, we'll move over to... To Bobby here, Bobby Lashley versus Almost, which is a rematch from Mania, 
Um, I actually thought that almost was going to win at Mania. Uh, I would have been like, that's kind of bullshit because, you know, Bobby's been, uh, you know, dominant, man. We had talked about this before that when that match was like fucking decided, it was like, why are they doing this? Like, no one wins by winning or losing. Like, almost is a giant. Like, if almost was just a regular sized dude, um, him losing or winning, like, it wouldn't have mattered as much. It would have been like kind of those things like you got over even though you lost. But the fact that almost is a giant, it kind of. I don't know. It, it it just kind of takes away from the fact that he's a giant. He should be winning right now. He should be going on this big, long. Like he should only lose if it was a fucking disqualification. That's how I feel. That's and um, that's how he should have done it. But honestly, the thing with me and almost is that I just feel like he's obviously he's still very green, and obviously he's on the show because he's very big. Yeah, and MVP's gonna really, you know, elevate him, I think, and um, because MVP's just that guy that does that for people. I mean, look at what happened to Bobby. We knew what Bobby could be because we saw it in Impact years ago, but uh, it wasn't until he became the Almighty with MVP where we finally were starting to see, like, okay, this guy could be. I feel like you saw the when Almighty came around with MVP. It was kind of like shades of impact because wasn't MVP the manager? Yeah, Bobby. Like, or they worked together at that time, and Bobby was yep. the world champion in TNA. Or impact, I don't what the fuck you want to call it. I don't remember every single thing about the run, but I know MVP was with Bobby, and I believe they even did a thing where I believe MVP turned on him also because um, he was still wrestling. Um, and MVP had a, another kind of faction, I believe. I just don't remember what it was. Um, I think Kingston I was part of it, right? I, I believe so. It was kind of like some kind of gang. I don't even know. I don't even know what it was, but, it's a weird um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like going back to what we we're talking about, um, I was shocked to see that MVP, uh, turned on him and went with almost, but it makes sense. I mean, he at this point, Bobby doesn't really need MVP as much as almost could use somebody like MVP. And I mean, there's yeah. only so many Paul Heyman's to go around, you know, that kind of caliber of a of a manager. Um, I think it's perfect, and I, I hope uh, almost does work out. Uh, I'm not excited about this match at all. But I feel like almost is gonna win with some help from MVP. Um, what do you think is gonna happen in this one? I think almost needs the win, but I think Bobby Lashley is going to win. Because um, like we were talking before um, the podcast, uh, I, I think Bobby Lashley is being groomed to to. Um, to become a, an opponent for Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns needs new opponents. Bobby Lashley was a heel the whole time. Roman Reigns has gone through his run. So fresh face. Roman's faced everyone, beat everyone. I think that's what's going to happen. Bobby Lashley's going to win. It's not good for almost. Hopefully he wins in some type of, um, you know, uh, sh- shady shenanigans. And I got that from... Bischoff, unfortunately, but like some form of fucking tomfoolery is gonna happen, and um, Bobby Lashley is gonna win. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm predicting. 
Well, we'll see what happens in that. I'm not, like I said, I'm not excited about it, to be honest. Um, but, yes, I'm, I am excited about the possibility of Bobby and Roman doing a thing. Um, that should be great. When they do it, uh, who knows? Maybe soon. I would hope so. But um, moving on to the next one, though, um, we got Edge and AJ Styles, which, you know, I thought the match oh. at Mania was pretty good. Um, the ending was a little, uh, you know, a little. You got to run it back. The ending, I, honestly, dude, it wasn't even that bad of an ending. I didn't think um, you were there, so I don't know. I haven't me, seen the match on the actual pay-per-view. I, I obviously I saw it live, but, um, you know, maybe it, it was a different feel on TV. I don't know. For me, I, I thought it was great um, because, like, yeah, he's just standing there, but it is like, like AJ is just distracted for that split second. If it was, If it was more of a, like an AJ Styles Nakamura type of deal where, like, there's a low blow or something like that. It away a little bit more from the match, but for the fact that, that Damian Priest was just kind of there and it kind of distracted AJ Styles for just a split second, enough for Edge, the ultimate opportunist, to, you know, take that opportunity to win, was great. I thought it was awesome. Um, and so running it back is just, it makes all the sense in the world like this match makes all the sense in the world to happen um my prediction though for this one there's not much to talk about this one all the other ones had so much backstory but it's because they were shitty <laughs> we had there's more <laughs> shit to talk about but no AJ, AJ Styles and Edge I think it's gonna be a great match um I think from this past Raw we learned that um Damian Priest is barred from ringside so right we're gonna have either definitive finish or there's going to be some type of deal. I feel like Edge might take the win again from some type of shady shady right. stuff happening because um, I feel like they're going to bring in um, Finn Balor for like another go around with them two on two in the next pay-per-view, but we'll see. I think That's it's going to be... I think Edge is going to win. Um, I feel like he's going to win again, but I think they'll do a third one and then they'll have Styles win. Um, finally, but, um, I mean, I'd like to see AJ and Roman, man. Um, AJ could use that win to give him some momentum and put him in something with Roman. Um, we've seen their matches before. That was one of AJ's first, uh, pay-per-view matches with WWE. If you remember those matches that he had with that, Roman. After the Rumble, Uh, it was after Mania. Oh, after Mania. Mania. Yeah. That first year. Um, but I think it's going to be a, the match quality definitely will be there. I think there will be some kind of weird supernatural ending kind of thing that Edge has been doing. You know, I could definitely see something like that. And I actually did not see this Edge turn coming. I, it, it just reminded me of something that he's already done before where for a particular match, he starts doing the heelish stuff. He did it with, uh, Brian and, and, um, you know, leading up to that Mania match, the triple threat with Roman. Um, That's kind of forced. Yeah, that definitely felt forced because he had just won the Romo. It just, it was a little weird, but um, I didn't think, uh, I, I don't think they saw Daniel Bryan being thrown into that match until they did. Um, But that's a that whole was, other topic, though. I know that was, that was very WrestleMania 30-esque, you know? Yeah. Well, they kept bringing it up that, oh, well, lightning could strike twice, that kind of thing. But we obviously knew it wasn't. Um, no, we knew, we and, knew the tribal chief was going to come out the winner, which and I we know, predicted. 
And, yeah, you did. And he he smashed them, he stacked them, and he pinned them. And as we know, and as we know now, Brian was obviously, you know, out pretty soon after that. So, uh, but yeah, man, it's gonna be a good match. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, and of course, another match that's gonna be great uh, is gonna be Seth freaking Rollins with uh, Cody Rhodes. What do you think about this match? Oh man. It's going to be a great match. I feel like it's going to be better than the match at Mania. I really do. Like, the match at Mania, there were so many, so many emotions going on through Cody Rhodes. I feel like maybe, because there was a little little bit of sloppiness in the, in the first match, and I'm, I'm, I'm not talking, like, being too critical about it, because it was still a great match. But I feel like now he's going to be more calm and collected. He's not going to be so pumped up, because he's the first match back at a WrestleMania, you know what I mean? It's right. At, that wish me backlash this time, so <laughs> I think um I think Seth Rollins will win. <laughs> I'm just saying all that about Cody Rhodes. I think Seth Rollins is gonna win. He's gonna win by cheating. There's no other I, I feel like he's gonna win by cheating. And they're gonna run it back again for another I think there's gonna be a three, like one on one rubber match to the next pay per view. That's what I think they should do. So I think Seth Rollins is gonna win, but I think they're gonna they're gonna take let's match in the night right there for sure. I think, uh, yeah, definitely going to be match of the night. Um, you know, both of them are at the top of their game right now. And I feel like I- I'd like to see a trilogy, obviously. I just don't see Rollins winning this match and maybe killing some of Cody's momentum. Not completely. I'm not saying he's going to bury him. But um, I feel like if Cody wins this match, they won't do another one. And we'll get a third match. In the future, when one of these guys is a champion, which probably will be Cody, um, I could I see bet. them, you know, bringing it up again. But yeah, man, it's gonna be a great match. Um, Cody's, you know, great. So is Seth. Um, uh, that's the match I'm really looking forward to out of all these matches. So yeah, man. Exciting. All right, so then let's let's go to let's see when they're not shitty people. <laughs> we don't need to. Talk- <laughs> Because we know we don't need a nostalgia trip to be happy about it, but uh... <laughs> it's a good point. It's a good way to put it. But yeah, go on. <laughs> I'm half and half on this next one. So next match that that's on this lineup here: Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And um, I don't know, man. I, I'm really not looking forward to this match. I didn't really care for their match at Mania. It's not like it was a horrible match. I just I don't care for Ronda Rousey right now. Um, it's not much. Yeah, I, I mean, say. I mean, her first run was great. It was okay. I still didn't like her too much then either. Like, I just knew she was doing good though. She's she picked it up as good as she can. But this time, it just feels lackluster. The first time around, it was like, oh, Ronda Rousey's coming to WWE. This is big. Now it just feels like, meh. like I feel the same way, man. I mean, when she came back to the Rumble. It was kind of like, oh shit, you know, Ronda, but then then it kind of like settled in and we're like, nah, you know, I wasn't really feeling it since after that. Um, I think for me, it's because back then when she was doing her first run, um, you know, for the most part, she was a heel. She was, you know, beating up these these girls and, you know, being dominant, you know, looking good while doing it also. But now, it, like you said, it does feel forced, um, and I think it's because um, 
you know, all the shit she was talking about. Uh, I don't know if she was working us or whatever the fuck it was. Um, I don't think it's that because she came back as a baby face. Uh, it would have made sense if she came back as a heel. And everyone's like, fuck you. You're talking all this shit. But I just feel like she's, yeah. she's not about it like these other girls are. They don't. She doesn't love it like they do. She loves, obviously, the um the popular you know what comes with it the perks of being a wwe superstar but obviously charlotte flair is gonna make anything that she's working with she's gonna make it as best you know she's gonna make it fucking great because she is fucking great but i don't, ronda, I don't, I don't. go ahead sorry i was just gonna add that ronda rousey is not doing it for me recently and i don't really care who wins this match if ronda wins i'm just gonna be like whoa I guess I guess is what y'all are doing. Um, I think Charlotte should win, but go go ahead. What, what are you gonna say? No, um, I was gonna agree with like how Ronda should have came back as. A, I'm sorry. I was gonna agree that Ronda should have came back as a heel. Like it, right. it should have. It would have made more sense to what was left from when she did leave. Like it was, she was shitting on everything that happened. Um. And it's not like Cody Rhodes, you know. Like Cody Rhodes, yeah, he was shooting on WWE, but he left and did AEW, became this big, huge star. And people can argue about that, but he was a fucking huge star. He just fucked himself over by kept by keep doing the deed for everyone. And he else. loves wrestling. He loves wrestling, like you know he fucking does. So him coming back as a face makes all the fucking sense in the world. Her though, she never, she didn't start in wrestling. She wasn't a WWE person. She was UFC. She came in, babyface, great, turned to a heel. She leaves the business, and she's just shitting on, I wouldn't say shitting on everything, but, like, saying everything's fake. Um, she's burying the, the sport. The, the fucking, uh, <coughs> like, oh, the, the travel was too much. It's like Brock Lesnar. You didn't bring him back as a face. You came back as a heel. He wasn't going to come back as a face. So, yeah, man. I want Charlotte Flair to win. I think Ronda Rousey's gonna win, um, but I want Charlotte Flair to win. That's this is a back and forth, and see how half and half. We don't have to talk about anything that Charlotte did in the past. We just had to talk about what Ronda Rousey did in the past because she's a shitty person now. Yeah, I mean Charlotte Flair, her name speaks for itself, and uh, Ronda Rousey, you know, she's the hate is unwarranted for Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, man, she's fucking great. I mean, she does that. She has some heat. She knows how to get heat. It's not go away heat. I know we we're talking about that with Corbin earlier, but um, Ronda Rousey, I don't know, man. I hope something changes. I don't see it changing, but I don't know. We'll see. It, it, I'm really not looking forward to that match. Um, and it being an I quit match also is just kind of a, I don't it know, might as well kind just of out of nowhere match. Right, so fuck that match, but um, <laughs> the main event, which I was a little surprised because I was looking forward to seeing the Usos and RK Bro, one of these teams, unifying the belts. Obviously, I felt like it was going to be the Usos, but RK Bro's been they've been hot, man, and it feels like at some point they were, you know, maybe that was going to go away, their momentum would kind of die off a little bit, but they're still. Um, they're still at their peak, I feel, as a team. Uh, but now it's become a six-man tag for the main event here, I nope. think, um, with Roman and the Usos now versus Drew McIntyre 
and RK Bro. What what do you think about this and the fact that it was gonna be a unification match before? Well, let me um ask this question here real quick. Is does uh, Roman Reigns has he he hasn't really wrestled anything since uh, Mania, right? He has not. No. Okay, because I'm asking that question because a lot of the report, a lot of rumors in the beginning when WrestleMania finished was that Roman Reigns got injured with mm. that Gamora lock. So I'm thinking they did this because, and I think this was the plan all along, uh, um, that they weren't, they were never going to unify the titles. It was just going to be something else for Roman to get heat on. You know, he was the one that said, "Nah, fuck this, y'all ain't gonna do no unification match. It's gonna be us versus you, just a match." Never, not unifying the titles, but I think it's more just to to help Roman, so it's not too much of a heavy load on him. He might still be recovering from injury, maybe. Um, he's right. not likely going to get the hot tag. He's not going to get any heat on him um, when he's wrestling. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't see too much of the build up. I saw a lot of the vignettes. Um, some good shit. Uh, but mm, Making I mean, I think six man. I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I've told you in the past. I'm not a big fan of six man tag matches. Right. Um. But it'll still. I think it'll be entertaining. I think it'll still be good. Um. But yeah. What do you think? I mean, that injury. Um. I hadn't heard of that. I'm sure it's true. I just um haven't really looked into that kind of stuff recently. But um, I feel like it's kind of like an NBA player um that's coming back from injury and he's going to be limited on minutes or whatever. So. Mm. Just yeah. to kind of get back into the ring, and obviously, if this pay per view didn't have Roman Reigns on it, you're definitely missing, you know, your top guy right yeah. there. So, um, I, I I don't think it's a bad idea. I'm sure it's gonna be a pretty decent match, but um, I don't know. I don't know what this match does for any of them. Um, I think Drew and Roman are definitely gonna run it back at this next pay per view after this. Yeah. Um. Whatever it is, I think it's money in the bank, or I'm not sure. Fuck, who knows, uh, dude. But I think it should be very solid, and Roman Reigns will come out looking strong after this match, I think. They're going to lose. <laughs> think you think they're going to lose? I think Roman Reigns and the Usos are going to lose. One of the Usos is going to get pinned. Um, I'd be... I think they're gonna lose. I don't. I don't know. For some reason, I feel like it's it's better for them to lose. That way, Drew McIntyre has something ahead. Like I beat you in that match. That title should be my title. That's kind of like what I'm seeing. You know, like their team won. He should get that title shot. I feel that. I think that's where where they're headed. Um, and Roman will use some kind of excuse as to why maybe. If it was the Usos' fault that he gets pinned, or I don't know, I don't know. If, I don't think he'll beat oh, him clean. I, I don't think Roman's getting pinned. Hell no, not the Tribal Chief. I'm not sure because, like I said, I was, you know, totally expecting this tag team unification match, and then I don't know where it's just like, nah, fuck y'all, that's not going down. Like it's gonna be a six man tag now. Like, all right, I, well, I hate six man tags, but I'm I'm looking forward to this one just because. I'm a big old, like, I'm all up on Roman Reigns' dick right now. Like, I've, I've been since he came back. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, I can tell, buddy. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm with the Tribal Chief, and I've acknowledged him since the beginning. He's great, man. And, you know, I cannot argue that at all. Um, he's still got plenty of, you know, in his run left. And we'll see 
We'll see if they add any little twist to this match, but that's basically, for the most part, uh, what this pay-per-view will have on Sunday, which is going to be tomorrow as we're recording this. But uh, we're going to... If you're going to hear it. (laughs) Right, and we'll be reviewing this pay-per-view here uh, pretty soon, but, I mean, for the most part, um, that's that's mainly what what our podcast is going to be about, just us, you know discussing having some laughs about some of this you know rotten stuff or sometimes some very good shit um you know on some of these shows so good shit. um it's such good shit but um that's gonna do it for for the most part for us uh we are gonna have a a new episode out um you know basically every week so it'll be something new um and yeah, yeah man we're i'm looking forward to it yeah, we haven't set a day yet. This one probably come out, came out sooner than probably not going to be the day that we're going to release all of them. But right, we'll we'll figure it out. Y'all y'all going to be along with the ride. Yeah, man. Um, I think I'm excited about it. And all I gotta say is, let's do the damn thing. Let's wrestle. Let's wrestle. Well, that's gonna do it for us. So this is Dan speaking. Nico. And you have been hearing Let's Wrestle with Dan and Nico. Uh, Until next time. Get the fuck out of here now.